Help defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Your contributions enable us to continue our work to promote the faith, defend the family and promote the sanctity of life. Make a real difference today. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk slash donate. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The disciples were on the road going up to Jerusalem. Jesus was walking on ahead of them. They were in a daze, and those who followed were apprehensive. Once more, taking the twelve aside, he began to tell them what was going to happen to him. Now we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man is about to be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes. They will condemn him to death and hand him over to the pagans, who will mock him and spit at him and scourge him and put him to death. And after three days he will rise again. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, approached him. Master, they said to him, we want you to do us a favor. He said to them, what is it you want me to do for you? They said to him, allow us to sit at your right hand and the other at your left in your glory. You do not know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup that I must drink, or be baptized with the baptism with which I must be baptized? They replied, We can. Jesus said to them, The cup that I must drink you shall drink, and with the baptism with which I must be baptized you shall be baptized. But as the seats at my right hand or my left, these are not mine to grant. They belong to those to whom they have been allotted. When the other ten heard this, they began to feel indignant with James and John. So Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that among the pagans, their so-called rulers lord it over them, and their great men make their authority felt. This is not to happen among you. No. Anyone who wants to become great among you must be your servant. And anyone who wants to be first among you must be slave to all. For the Son of Man himself did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Saint Mark relates how the disciples were on the road. They were on a journey to Jerusalem. Our Lord walking ahead. He, the shepherd, leads the sheep. And we're told they were in a daze. And those who followed were apprehensive. Why were they in a daze? But because they could not believe the things that our Lord had said along the road. He was speaking. Um, obliquely about his passion and he's slowly going to make these words the, the, the mystery of his passion known to them more plainly but we also get the impression it was not just the twelve it was all the disciples and then, then St. Mark brings out 
that the twelve specifically. They were apprehensive because they knew the, of this conflict that existed between our Lord and the authorities. And they were perhaps wondering how could they, so few, be able to overcome the many. And so with this disturbance of soul, our Lord again calls the twelve to him, once more taking the twelve aside. He began to tell them specifically what was going to happen to him. So they would understand that he went willingly to his passion, that it was not something that befell him because he was unable to prevent it, but that it was the providence, the divine decree working itself out. And so he says, now we're going up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man is about to be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes. A bleak warning to what Judas would do, because it is through Judas our Lord is handed over to the priests. They will condemn him to death. This is the work of the priests. They are the ones responsible for sacrificing the Lamb of God. They had done so for the centuries in the figure of the animal. But now the fullness of time had come. They would offer the true lamb of sacrifice. They would condemn him to death and hand him over to the pagans. So that not just the Jews, but also the Gentiles, the whole human race, would be involved in offering the supreme sacrifice that takes away our sins. But there's great cruelty in how this is done. They will mock him and spit at him and scourge him and put him to death. So human nature, motivated by the ancient enemy, for that's where the malice arises, will do all that it can. They will attempt to put life to death. But life, in fact, would conquer death. For after three days, he will rise again. And so these mysteries our Lord speaks of, but the disciples are still focused on worldly things. And so two of them, James and John, who had been specially chosen by our Lord and shown many marks of affection, they were present, for instance, at the raising of the little girl and, and on the Mount of Transfiguration. Their issue was with Peter, whom the Lord showed a special love for. And so they approach him, hoping that they may outmaneuver Peter. Master, they said, we want you to do us a favor. The Lord knows full well what they intend, but he wishes to make them state explicitly what it is. Give us power. Allow us to sit, one at your right, the other at your left, in your glory. But our Lord hadn't spoken of glory. He'd been speaking about his passion. He'd been speaking about disgrace and humiliation, scourging and death. And yet, they think of glory. Again, being earthly, they probably thought that he would reign in glory, and then the evil things would befall him. And so they were hoping to capture some of that glory before it was all lost. In a sense, they were going down the same route, route, the same road that Judas himself had gone. For he, seeing that everything was lost, humanly speaking, he decided that at least he should capitalize on something. 
And so he must make some money out of this fiasco. It's such a dangerous road not to place one's full trust in God. So the Lord responds, you do not know what you are asking. For the glorious throne which he descended which to, and to which they aspired, he says, is not his to give. He's, and even before that, they, it has to be merited. And so he asks about this. Can you drink the cup that I must drink? Be baptized in the baptism with which I must be baptized. For it is only by his sufferings that he would attain to glory. In fact, his very sufferings are the glory of the Son of Man. As our Lord himself said, a man can have no greater love than to lay down his life for his friends. And whilst he did this, we must remember above all, he laid down his life because he was obedient to his father. Yes, we can, they respond, because again, they think in worldly terms. After all, what's wrong with baptism? A little washing of water. And as for the cup, they thought perhaps it was a visible cup. And our Lord responds, the cup I must drink, you shall drink. In other words, the death I undergo, I must undergo, you also will be partakers of. And the baptism that I must be baptized with, you likewise will be baptized. In other words, the persecutions and the opposition of the world. But he says, the reward you ask for, to have seats on the left and the right in glory, these have been allotted according to the Father's will. You do not know whether you, in fact, will have merited all that is necessary to sit in such a place. And so the Lord, having encouraged and at the same time um, discouraged the, 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 two, the two brothers, has now to face the issue with the ten who are angry, they are indignant because they had perceived what the two had attempted. And again, our Lord has to pacify them because their indignation is not much different from that, of, um, from, the, from the, the, the trick being played by James and John. It is the same spirit that motivates both. And so our Lord addresses this. It is nothing other than vanity and ambition. You know among the pagans, the Lord said, speaking to all twelve, you know that among the pagans, their so-called rulers lord it over them, and their great men make their authority felt. It is this love of power that causes so much problems. In fact, St. James tells us it causes wars and frictions and enmities. He says, this is the way the pagans live. But among Christians, among you, it's not to happen. No, true greatness does not consist in the exercise of authority, but rather in service. Anyone who wants to be great among you must be your servant. And to serve is essentially to try one's best so that others may bloom in all of the gifts and talents that God, with which God has blessed them. So we do not attempt to seize the sun for ourselves. 
but rather ensure that everyone has a place in the light of God's Son. Anyone who wants to be first among you must be slave to all. This inversion our Lord proposes to all those who would truly be his followers. But he doesn't just give us the precept, he gives us also the example. For the Son of Man, he is the example. Himself did not come to serve, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And here we have the nub of it, that the Lord of glory came as a servant, and more than that, to give his life as a ransom for many, not for all, but for the many who would believe. Let us then ask that our faith might so increase that we will gladly follow Christ as the lowliness of his servants. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Thank you.